If you have your Bibles, please turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. There's a desire within that one see clearly. Clarity of sight and clarity of vision. And in the natural, we seek to bring focus, things into focus, when sight is blurred. The turning of an apparatus that clarity might come. We all wish to see things clearly. Yet what if clarity was something the Lord was calling us to let go of? The desire and presumed need that all things be clearly seen. What if clarity was something we were clinging to like a child and their security blanket? And so we introduce a few scriptures this morning. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, the Bible says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Isaiah 42, 16, And I will bring the blind by the way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. The man Abraham, the recipient of incredible promises, a man in covenant with God, What does it say in the book of Hebrews, the great faith chapter of the Bible, Hebrews 11, verses 1 and 2? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. And then we read verses 8 and 9, by faith Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles. What a line. And he went out not knowing whether he went. The call of God. A word from the Lord. The promise of God. The step of faith. And the act of obedience. J.B. Phillips' New Testament reads, It was by faith that Abraham obeyed the summons to go out to a place which he would eventually possess. And he set out in complete ignorance of his destination. It was faith that kept him journeying like a foreigner through the land of promise, 
with no more home than the tents which he shared with Isaac and Jacob, co-heirs with him of the promise. For Abraham's eyes were looking forward to that city with solid foundations, of which God himself is both architect and builder. The Voice Bible reads, By faith Abraham heard God's call to travel to a place he would one day receive as an inheritance. And he obeyed, not knowing where God's call would take him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We walk by faith and not by sight. That God had his man. You know, imagine if Abraham would have dug his heels in, longing, pining, and even demanding that clarity be given. That all things, all happenings be made clear. If this would have been the response, his response to God, and prayers ensued, a petitioning for clarity, would the Lord, would the Lord have acquiesced? I share these words today. Jesus proposed a single way, the way of trust. He never asked his disciples to trust in God. Rather, he demanded of them bluntly, trust in God. And trust in me, John 14, 1. Trust was not some feature out at the edges of Jesus' teaching. It was its heart and center. This and only this would bring on speedily the reign of God. When the brilliant ethicist John Cavanaugh went to work for three months at the House of the Dying in Calcutta, he was seeking a clear answer as to how best spend the rest of his life. On the first morning there, he met Mother Teresa. She asked, and what can I do for you? Kavanaugh asked her to pray for him. What do you want me to pray for, she asked. He voiced the request that he had borne thousands of miles from the United States. Pray that I have clarity. She said firmly, no, I will not do that. When he asked her why, she said, clarity is the last thing you are clinging to and must let go of. When Kavanaugh commented that she always seemed to have the clarity he longed for, she laughed and said, I have never had clarity. What I have always had is trust. So I will pray that you trust God. John 14, 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. The Amplified do not let your hearts be troubled, distressed, agitated. You believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely on God. Believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely on me also. Does not the Bible say, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
And then we read these words. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. When Jesus was on the earth, he put out the call. Follow me. The would-be disciples heard his words, and upon hearing, they stepped out in faith. Did they have perfect clarity? Did they dig their heels in and request and demand that all that lie ahead be made clear to them? The word of the Lord, the very promise of God, is Jesus speaking. The call of God and the step of faith and the act of obedience. Well, let's read the history. Matthew chapter 4, beginning at verse 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them. And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Clarity, Lord. Just the call. The call of God. The word of the Lord. The promise. Reading from the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 1, beginning at verse 16. And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. When he had gone on a little farther from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the boat mending their nets. And immediately he called them, And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. Ah, Jesus, we need clarity. Follow me. Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. I'll make you become fishers of men. You know, the Bible says that they immediately left their nets and followed. Any safety nets needing to be left behind today? You know, the Bible says they immediately left the boat and their father and followed him. Did their father cry out? Hey, Jesus, a little clarity, please. This is going to affect me. This is going to affect my family. 
is going to affect my occupation, my business. Where exactly are you taking my boys? You endeavor to turn them into what? Fishers of men? Is that the name of some fish in these waters we have yet to discover? We have no report of the Father saying any of this. J.I. Packer said, God in his wisdom to make and keep us humble and to teach us to walk by faith has hidden from us almost everything that we should like to know about the providential purposes which he is working out in the churches and in our own lives. We fall into various trials. Lord, clarity. James 1, 1 to 4, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings, my brethren. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, that is, endurance, perseverance. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be made perfect and complete, that is, mature, lacking nothing. Ever heard the statement, seeing is believing? Well, what did Jesus have to say? John 20, 29, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. The Amplified reads, Blessed and happy and to be envied are those who have never seen me and yet have believed and adhered to and trusted and relied on me. The Bible says that where there is no vision, the people perish. Proverbs 29, 18. The New Century Version, where there is no word from God. The Voice Bible, where there is no vision from God. Question, is there a standard of scope that one might call it vision? Follow me. Vision. Not the pining for clarity. Digging in the heels. The step of faith. And the act of obedience. The words of Phil Pringle, right now in my life, I spend much time dreaming over my visions of faith. I know this works. I would be a fool to ignore it. Remember, one of the mightiest keys in the kingdom of heaven is faith. Vision is a major part of faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is directly contrasted to natural eyesight. My prayer today is that if it be the case, 
that clarity is the last thing we are clinging to, that we would today let go of it. Clarity isn't something we always need. Trust is. A word from the Lord, the call of God. Life, you know, the flow plays out. What of the grating, irritating friction in life? What's God doing? Clarity, Lord. Perhaps you find yourself there now. The words of David Wilkerson, listen to this prophecy from Isaiah. Oh, you afflicted one tossed with tempest and not comforted. Behold, I will lay your stones with colorful gems and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of rubies, your gates of crystal, and all your walls of precious stones. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Isaiah 54, 11 to 14. What an amazing prophecy. The colorful gems mentioned in verse 11 are jewels. If you know much about jewels, you know that a diamond was once a piece of coal that has been worked on for years by the elements. God's Word is telling us your afflictions are meant to change you into something beautiful, something precious to me. The pinnacles, windows of rubies mentioned here are a type of quartz made transparent by fire. The windows aspect has to do with eyes or vision. God is saying that trusting Him through your afflictions will give you clear vision and discernment. It will allow you to see into the unseen with crystal clarity. Many scholars believe the phrase gates of crystal reads more accurately as gates of pearls. Pearls are formed from a grain of sand in the belly of an oyster. The grain is injected with fluid, then grated and irritated until it becomes a pearl. Think of all the grating, irritating friction in your life. What is God doing? He is making a pearl. Every pearl is a memento of suffering, pain, friction. I believe Isaiah is talking about the beauty of Jesus Christ in this passage. In other words, affliction, when allowed to accomplish its work, brings about a people who shine forth the beauty of Christ's character. It makes us more and more like Jesus. Joseph 
Man, he trusted in God. (laughs) What he always had was trust. The word of the Lord, a promise, a call, a dream, dreams. What could it all mean and how would it all play out? Well, if you know the story, it played out in quite the manner. Clarity. Trust. I thank the Lord for the clarity He gives. And yet when clarity is not granted or permitted, I must thank the Lord for the opportunity to trust. Remember 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Perhaps we'd like it to read, for we walk by sight, not by faith. In Isaiah 42, 16, and I will bring the blind by the way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. Listen to the words found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, beginning verse 9. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect, complete, has come, then that which is in part will be done, will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. Philip's New Testament reads, At present, we are men looking at puzzling reflections in a mirror. The time will come. The time will come when we shall see reality whole and face to face. At present, all I know is a little fraction of the truth. But the time will come when I shall know it as fully as God now knows me. Church, we don't understand all things. We don't always see clearly. We always. We aren't always granted clarity. What we are granted is the assurance of a good Lord and that He is working His will and His purpose in us and in our lives and in our world. As I ponder the workings of the Lord in my life, in the life of my family and in the life of this church, I borrow the words of Mark 7:37, astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. And concerning the things of this life that seem so unclear, the day will come in this life or the next when we shall declare, astonished beyond measure saying he has done all things well. You know, I never tire of hearing it. 
reading it, speaking it. Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. 2 Corinthians 4.17 and 18, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not... But we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I'm not here today to tell us, or try and convince us that it's easy. We know the struggle when there's a lack of clarity. But I ask today, is our trust based on clarity? Is that its foundation? And this, its precipice? We must trust the Lord. We must trust the providence of God, trust His sovereignty, His omniscience, His omnipotence. You know, a child, a child has such trust. Yes, there are times they request clarity, but much of a child's life is the way of trust and trusting. Trusting the word of a father or mother. Trusting the leading, trusting in their care and provision, trusting in their guidance and counsel. Even when the child doesn't quite get it, even when the child can't understand. Clarity. Clarity and the need for it can speak to the need for control. To feel control, to have control. In our walk with the Lord, we don't understand everything He's doing in our lives. It's not always easy for us to see the big picture. Listen, we see in part. We see so linear. The Lord sees the big picture. The Lord sees from above. We don't always need clarity. We need trust. We walk by faith and not by sight. Some don't get very far with Jesus or in the kingdom life because they want clarity. <laughs> they want everything laid out and explained so that they can have some sense of control and control their faith, control this life with Jesus. Jesus just said to the men, he called out, he said, follow me. 
I wonder how many of us would be in the boat saying, Jesus, I mean, you got to explain this. Let's take some time here. You know what I'm giving up to follow you? Follow you where? Another lake? Jesus just said, follow me. They just obeyed. There was something about his call. You know, he's looking for that kind of response from us immediately. Immediately. That's faith. That's stepping out. If we always understood, would there be a need for trust? Let's have the worship team return today. The place of not knowing, does it scare you? Does it have you fretting? Worried? Uneasy? Anxious? Fearful of that place. I quote, as believers, we often find ourselves in places of not knowing, and we catch ourselves questioning God. What does my future hold? Will I ever get married? What will my children be when they grow up? Will I have the provision I need in my old age? We have to learn to trust God when we do not understand what is happening in our lives. And we need to become comfortable with unanswered questions. You and I may never have every answer we want when we want it. So we need to relax and get comfortable knowing and trusting God, the one who does know. Without trust, it is impossible to enjoy today and be ready to face tomorrow with expectancy. Job, who had many reasons to question God as he faced a staggering series of crises and losses, did not understand what was going on in his life, but he made the decision to trust God anyway. I believe that was the only way he could find peace in the midst of his terrible circumstances. Similarly, you and I will never have peace in our lives until we learn how to stop trying to figure everything out and how to start trusting God more. If you are the kind of person who has to have everything figured out in order to settle down, let me encourage you today to accept the fact you are not likely to receive all the answers you want in this lifetime. Choose to stop demanding explanations and to begin practicing trust. Instead of asking God why, tell Him you trust Him. There have been many times in my life when I wanted with all my heart to know why something was or was not happening. But I knew God wanted my trust, not my questions.
Man, the truth is, with or without explanation, we can trust them. That is the clarity we need. If you would like prayer today, I'd invite you to come as we stand. He is the one who leads the blind by the way they knew not. The Lord is faithful. Keep walking by faith. Let him bring you and let him lead you, for he will make darkness light before you and crooked things straight. These things will he do and not forsake you. Perhaps you need to come and receive prayer today that you trust God. There's this pining, there's this desperation in your heart and in your life. You're digging in your heels at the call of God. Promise is delivered. Or perhaps you're there today. A season of affliction. You can't figure out what God's doing. You're saying, I need clarity, Lord. You might be here today. And the Spirit is tugging on your heart. You hear the call of Jesus. He's saying, follow me. Perhaps you've heard the call before, but you're digging in your heels. I need clarity. I need to know exactly how this pans out. I need to know every step. I don't want any surprises. This desperation, this longing for clarity, God's not looking for our questions. He's looking for our trust. Just trust in Him. Just start saying, Lord, I trust you. You're the one who does all things well, God. I trust you. All things work together for good. Those who love you and are called according to your purpose, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I let go. You take control. 